We're part of a covert special forces team in pursuit of Russian arms dealers who smuggled a nuke into the country. And yes, our chopper did crash. So we're continuing on foot because even though I am half drunk and he is fully drunk and high, we're the only people on the planet who can keep it from getting blown to hell. Hey, Shelly, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing good. Oh, my God, it's Shelly Hennig. <laughs> <laughs> what does well, that mean? Well, I mean, you know, I just did some research. I go, you know, she has no business speaking with me. I, this is oh, out of my, you know, you got to get out of my league. Uh, you know, I'm just killing uh, it on the socials. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, just I, I uh, John, Josh and Hayden, I've been covering Cobra Kai since day one. And when they announced Obliterate, I was like, I'm, you. you know, I'm game. Yeah. We're lucky you know? to have you. And any friend of theirs oh. is a friend of mine. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, like to, to kind of just to take it back a little bit. I, I have seen in an interview with you, you mentioned that you uh, auditioned uh, for American Pie, uh, American Reunion. Reunion. Right. Because uh, John and Hayden wrote that. And that was the first movie I thought, you know what, maybe maybe try some journalistic uh, uh, writing here. So re- reviewing. So that's kind of what got me into podcasting. So. Wow. So we both kind of like had our start with them in a way. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How lucky are we? Uh, Pretty darn lucky. I mean, you you get to play in their sandbox. I'm just here like watching and, you know, reviewing stuff. Well, you're in the mix now. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I want to get to learn a little bit about you, just very little before we get into some of the other things, uh, especially obliterated. Uh, Coming from Louisiana, you uh, do you have an accent? I feel like you had it pretty well. That was a little surprise. When I get drunk. Yeah. Not only that, I, I uh, so I was born in Texas, and I feel around the right people, the twang comes out a little bit. Is that mm-hmm. how you are too? Same. Yes, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna be there in a couple weeks, and uh, it's it's guaranteed that my accent will come back in full swing. All right. Uh, is there any delicacies from that region that isn't available, or that should be available in more places? King cake. What is that? Uh, so it's basically like a donut cake. It's in the shape of a donut, but it's big. And it's really a, just a massive cinnamon roll, but um, it's a Mardi Gras cake. So there's okay. there's this, um, I think the backstory with the plastic baby that's hidden somewhere in the cake and whoever bites into it and doesn't choke and die, uh, they have to buy the next king cake. Um, so it's like exciting. You want to, you want to get the baby and then you realize, oh, I'm the one that has to provide the next cake. Uh, but it has just, uh, just icing on it. I don't know. You can get it filled with, uh, Bavarian cream or jelly or whatever. That's my favorite. I love Tony Sashri's, which might be available. I mean, not everywhere, but that's a seasoning that we basically put on everything, including mac and cheese. Um, you know, we eat off the land and we have a lot of crawfish. Yes. But I Doesn't can't think of anything that's like only there. Um, yeah. I mean, my mom, what's interesting is for, uh, we celebrate Christmas and my mom uh, will make a gumbo. Okay. I love what, what goes in the gumbo. Anything specific that needs to be in there for you? The first thing that came to mind was okra. That is like, I love okra, love fried okra, dip it in ketchup. Um, I love you know, sauteed okra. That's a big piece Ooh. of it. And she does sausage and seafood in it. It's a, it's a it. melting pot. 
yeah, we have a place here in Portland, Oregon called Montage, which is Creole food. And um, I often get uh, gator jambalaya. I do like gator. Gator's pretty good. I've had alligator cheesecake before. What? At a place called Jacquemo's. I'm not sure it's still around, but it's um, it's like it's sweet and salty. So it's, it's more like an appetizer to me and less of a dessert. That okay. was phenomenal. Um, I love going to jazz fest. I've been going like every year for the last like decade and you can get all of the like new Orleans delicacies in one spot. It's pretty, it's pretty great. You'll have to come. I, I, I will have to, the last time I was down there, it, it wasn't for anything hurricane Katrina. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, my unit was called down to go help with the efforts down there. So Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a chance to try out anything. There was nothing open, as you'd imagine. Oh, there was nothing available. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, crazy times. Um, so there's a few posts on, on your gram, uh, like Britney Bitch. Uh, I think it's captions. Well, what What is that about? I know you guys are both from Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, it's an old post. Uh, I don't there's know, maybe I was just yeah. feeling in my element. So it was like a compliment to Brittany, but me pretending like I had her essence at the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're both from Louisiana. Um, so, you know, I, one thing I relate to her on is like, I call it like the gas station look, you know, just really easygoing, like maybe barefoot. Like that's, that's what it's like where we're from and that's acceptable. And, I love that background of being from there. Uh, so it makes styling for events a bit difficult for me because I tend to forget certain details. Like I'm yet to do my nails in this press tour. Um, <laughs> it's just very laid back uh, yeah. depending on where you are. But yeah, that's my upbringing and I'm proud of that. When, when you get those done, are you going to be like just showing them off in all the, uh, all the videos? Just I don't know. I'm going to do them myself. So there's really nothing to show off. <laughs> I, I, I just thought that might've been like an inside joke. Cause Haggerty has that line, like I'm pretty bitch, you know, like when he's passed oh, out on the, I in see, the desert. I see. No, I thought there was, you can't yeah. even compare me and see Thomas Howell. There's no comparison. That guy yeah. is iconic. He's a legend. We, we, we don't even belong in the same sentence. How lucky yeah. was I to work with that maniac? Yeah, he's pretty crazy. Um, to kind of yeah, transition away from that, uh, you've you've done quite a bit, and uh, you know, from from soaps and and what you're doing now, even like Unfriended, right? Like, you know, we'll we'll get into a little bit of that, but the the, the filming of that is is so unique. Um, is there anything like I, I know you've played piano and dance? Is directing like in your your future at all? Have you considered that? Uh, you know, I got to be honest, directing is not something that's on my mind. Uh, I probably have more of a producer brain. Um, I love acting. I like, I, I just like focusing on that, but never say never, but it's not something that I'm like studying and it, I, I, yeah, it's, it's not on my, on the top of my brain. I still want to keep doing Focusing. Yeah, at least none of the, the near future. Just, just because some of the interviews um, I, I've listened uh, to, you have like some the, this, some of the decisions that you make sounds like a director, you know, in the making. That's really you know? cool to hear. I mean, look, I've been doing it professionally for 16 years. So, of course, there's that's, you know, as long as you're paying attention. I, and I love to learn from others. Like, I still feel like I have so much to learn. So I'm sure I've picked up some things along the way. In fact, Unfriended, it was my idea to do it in one take multiple times. But 
we were lit and set up to where that was a possibility. And I was, to be honest, I was being lazy and I was like, it's really exhausting having to start and stop constantly because my character goes through this very traumatic arc and spoiler alert, I'm the only one left at the end. So I felt like it was okay for me to ask the director if we could do it that way. And I remember my co-stars at the time were like, they were about to kill me. They were like, Shelly, please don't. And, and the director was like, yeah, let's do it. And then we did it. And it was the most rewarding experience, at least for me. I mean, it felt like you were doing a play, like a live play. And we each were filming on laptops with GoPros attached to the top in our own bedroom that was set dressed, you know, like your character, but all in one house, except uh, Jacob Wysocki was put in the garage, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, he, he complained about that a lot in a fun way. Um, but we were like texting each other in real time. Um, the director and writer, uh, Nelson Greaves, my favorite human, I think he's just brilliant. He was, they were like messing with us. They turn off the lights when we weren't expecting it. They were sending weird, uh, animation, you know, art to our computers that were kind of scary. And it was really, uh, collaborative. Every day was a new experience and it's something, it's something I'm really, really proud of. You, and you should be like, I think without that call, like it, it would, it would hit differently for real, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so like my conversation with Kimmy, she kind of uh, credits you for the Maya and Ava scene where, you know, they're just kind of like girlfriending it out, you know? And she said that you kind of fought for it to be longer. And I feel the dynamic between those two, it was really earned when they kind of clash in the later episodes. Can you talk about like, kind of like voicing some of those thoughts and how important that can be? Yeah. I mean, what I love about working with John, Josh and Hayden is, first of all, safe space with them. It starts from the top and it just trickled down all the way to the bottom. And I that was one of my audition scenes. Uh, and so I was really attached to it, I think. And so when I got a rewrite, it, fe it felt like a lot of that scene was missing and it, it had been shortened. And so uh, I saw Hayden. Actually, we were we were having like a, a a party before we got started filming. And so that, you know, I'd had a few beers and I was like, Hayden, listen, <laughs> I need that scene to be longer. I needed to be like how it was in the audition. And he was like, what, what, what are you talking? And he, he heard me and he came to me the next day and he goes, you're right. We're putting that scene back in as it was. Um, yeah. We had some conversations about why it was important. And for me, it was to, make sure that we fall for them together and see this dynamic and this, you know, uh, to see that dynamic of like the boss and the, the more green younger, you know, uh, character them bonding so that when you see her devastated because of what happens, you understand, you feel for her and you're like, Oh man, Ava, you know, I, um, I've had a lot of Celsius this morning. Yeah, yeah no, I did. I, I, I drank some too. Yeah, essentials. <laughs> I'm losing my words here, but yeah, no, no. just I think we needed to see them bond so that the payoff, you know, was was big. And there's a lot of Ava Maya scenes. Like we'll call them Mava. And mm. so I thought that scene was really important to establish and to make it as juicy as we as we could. So we improvised a lot. We had a really good time. When I met Kimmy, who's one of, I think you've heard from all of us, she's our favorite person on the planet, on camera and off camera. 
she, the first time we met, we all met up at like a, a restaurant. And I remember just like looking over at one point and she was like this looking at me and she goes, <laughs> she goes you're so cool. She's pretty awesome. I died. I was like, no, you're cool. And then it was like, oh my God, we are the characters in this, you know, show. It, it just was fate. It yeah, was she she's really easy to get along with, you know. She's um so talented. Yeah, she she really is. Um, I I can't believe how quickly my time was going. So I'll I'll try to um, narrow some of I these got a questions. Few more minutes. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So in this show, it's very uh, raunchy and it has everything, right? Everything for everybody, right? That's what everyone's been saying. Um. How important is the role of the intimacy uh, intimacy coordinator? I know I've had I've had trouble yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Christine McHugh and I mean, and how does she factor into you? Maybe. Um, passing on certain things or giving you the comfortability and confidence to do certain scenes? Like I said, it starts from the top. So Christine came in and we immediately felt safe. So let's put that aside. That was check. We felt safe. Nick and I get on so well. We're like, bros, we just, we've been doing this a while. We were ready for this moment as in being a part of this show and taking on the responsibility that we had. And then you add a, crazy sex scene in the first episode, which we shot fairly early on and we felt safe. What was interesting about Christine's contribution was, and by the way, she's like a character on the show. Like she was there every day because every scene had something to do with intimacy um, or most scenes. And so I'd never worked that extensively with an intimacy coordinator and then also, this was the first one that I've worked with that contributed creatively. And I'm not going to really go into more details about that because that would take this to, that, that's more Howard Stern interview. Um, and uh, I really appreciated it. And it was a bizarre conversation, one I will never forget. Um, and it, Christine was as important to the show as the cast and the crew and, and John Josh Hayden. <laughs> yeah. And if I may end with uh, one last question about Ava Winters, um, just, did you draw any inspirations from like any other characters from, that you have seen growing up, uh, e even other actors? No, what I went with was I can be at times very assertive and to the point. And I leaned into that. I had to, to play Ava. She's calling all the shots. She's the straight man, unless she's drunk. Um, and I have two sides of me. It's really laid back and like messy and fun, I think, and silly and playful. But then I can be just laser focused to the point where it's really hard for me to see outside of that laser that's right here. And I don't love being that version of myself. It helps when I'm, you know, trying to get work done. But so I, I leaned into that part of me, which actually was uncomfortable for me because I've worked so hard to be more open, more vulnerable. And so it was at times uncomfortable to have to do that, but I knew how to do that. Um, and then it was great. I, 
I got a call from, who was it? Well, I had a meeting with Netflix after we wrapped and the, the compliment that they gave me was, we've never seen someone play drunk so well. <laughs> and that made sense to me that like, originally I, my character was only gonna be drunk in one episode or the first two episodes. And then I heard that it was going so well that they added more drunk Ava towards the end. And that was just fun for me because as an actor, like, especially with this responsibility of playing Ava, she's the wrangler. She's, you know, calling all the shots. She's not really, she doesn't get to have as much fun as everyone else. So I love a variety. And uh, I was, I was given that blessing to go back into drunk Ava, which I'm getting a lot of good response on. <laughs> she, she's hilarious. Your, your commitment to the um, comedy uh, on paper or physicality, it, it all, I, I just love the when the uh, uh, vulture is about to crash and you get that, you know, the, the shot and you're, you're yeah. screaming. Yeah. It's, it's super hilarious. We didn't even get into talking about like uh, uh, Frank's contribution to like making you comfortable and all the things that you had to wear for your scenes. But well, do you want to end I, with that? Because he is a very important piece. If to you're this. willing, if you're Absolutely. willing to give it to me, let's Frank see. was a dream to work with. He is so cool. So hot. Yes. Um, Frank serving looks. Serving, just constantly <laughs> serving. I mean, that last <laughs> outfit I get to wear in the red dress, even Eugene in that like green suit, the turtleneck. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, so yes, good. so good. I mean, so many Nick's outfit. I loved the 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 boots specifically. <laughs> um, Allison looked amazing the whole time. Paola, so like, so her and um, yeah, everybody looked amazing. What was tricky about Ava was John Josh Hayden, you know, they're not women, obviously. And they wrote a line in the pilot where I take off my dress and then McKnight says, wow, you're going commando in more ways than one, meaning I don't have on underwear. Well, as we know, the show takes place in basically 24 hours. So we established in the first episode that Ava is in a short black dress there's no time to change. She's going to be doing stunts and she doesn't have underwear on. Remove the bra at one point. Remove the bra as well. So yeah. Frank and I um, came up with a plan and that was Spanx. So I walked around as though I had biker shorts on all the time, but they were nude Spanx. And looking back, I was very comfortable because I knew no one could see anything. I was protected, but... I have so many pictures and videos where I'm just like acting like I have on shorts and I'm sure, I mean, I hope no one felt uncomfortable, but <laughs> we made it work, but it, it got tricky with like camera, you know, and, and angles because the audience knows she's not wearing underwear. So you can't show this. Like it, it, it will, we'll stop there, but yeah. we figured it out. There was the bra thing. I was also concerned because you don't see her put the bra back on. And as a woman, like, you don't want to finish the series not wearing a bra. It's just, personally, I didn't feel comfortable with that. So we came up with a bra that had nipples, previous to Kim Kardashian and Skims coming out with that. Uh, but, you know, we didn't patent it, so it's it's on us. But, yeah, we, we did that. Um, that was a fun... I'd never worked with a costume designer on a bra that needed nipples. Um, so... <laughs> This show just has 
all of it on camera and off camera. And it was a freaking blast. And I'm just so glad I got to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Thank you for pushing the show on Instagram. We love you. And oh, I hope stop. I was as fun as everyone else. Yeah, yeah, totally fun. You gave me more than enough. Thank you so much. And I hope uh, Amanda doesn't like blacklist me or something like that. So Never. either way, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yes, enjoy the rest of your day and have fun on all the presses. Can't wait to see these interviews. All right. We'll talk season two. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. All right. For me, uh, if Instagram is your thing, I do run a few different accounts. Uh, Companion uh, Network is one and also Obliterated Companion. You can find me there or on X slash Twitter at uh, Obliterated Pod. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys for checking out this episode. Hopefully you guys subscribe, check out the YouTube channel, and we will catch you guys next time. This has been a production of the Companion Network.